Ladies and gentlemen, we are here, Just a Church Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Jamal Bates. What's going on, man? Thank you so very much for being here, all right? Listen, my first guest needs no introduction. I'm honored that she's here. I grew up listening to this young lady, man. Her and the entire team, Tom Joyner, oh, oh, oh. Tom Joyner Morning Show, man. Listen, she's a legend. I watched every Sky show on YouTube. I still go back and watch the clips of the shows. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, my first guest for Just the Church Boy podcast, the legendary Miss Sybil Wilk. Sybil, what's up? How are you? Wow, what a great introduction. <laughs> I am so honored to be a part of this. I really am. Listen, and, and go ahead. I just... I- I'm just overwhelmed by your introduction. That's great. Thank you. So, well, I'm excited to have you. Like I told you off the air, and I'm telling you on the air now, I, I faithfully listened to the Tom Joyner Morning Show. I was what I, I was what you call a, a P1 listener, a super uh-huh. fan of the show, you know. Um, I would listen every single morning. I knew all the bits. I knew, because even, it, it, and we'll get into this later on, but I even, because at the time, well, uh, when I think when Jay would come home years ago, um, to Columbia, he would do his part of the show from our from the station where I was working right. at um, in Columbia. Yeah. And that was so fascinating to me, man. So we'll get into all that. Um, but again, I'm honored to have you here. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. I do. Uh, you are a legend in radio. So thank you again. Well, thank you so much for those words. I I am humbled by all of that, and but I'm really happy to be here with you. I really appreciate uh, your your taking the time to talk with me. Yes, ma'am. Listen, let's get started. Talk about how you got started in radio. You know, I, you know, we all love to hear these radio uh, stories about how we got started. So, what about you? How did you get started in radio? It was truly by accident. Mm. It, it was. <laughs> When I tell you, um, to this day, I went to Northwestern outside of Chicago, and to this day, I don't know where the college radio station is or even if it exists anymore. Wow. Um, I was, uh, I finished Northwestern, and I was waiting to go on to graduate school, and I decided to take a, a couple of courses in the interim. And one of the courses was with a wonderful woman who was the public service director of a radio station. And so she encouraged me to to get an internship with this radio station. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I, you know, I did PSAs and, mm-hmm. and I helped out on the weekend shows and things like that as a, as a PA and what have you. But uh, I fell in love with it. And as a part of the internship working in the news department, I had to put together a newscast. And so I was like, okay. (laughs) And so, and this is back in the day. So uh, the uh, radio television news directors would send out their, their uh, job openings. And so I was, I was like, okay. So she said, here's some that would be applicable for you to, to apply to. And I was like, okay. So I, I put together the tape. She listened to it. She critiqued it. We, we, you know, molded it and, and got it just right. And she said, now send it out. Wow. And I was like, so here I am. I'm in Chicago. It's it's January. Mm. And I was like, and all these places, you know, big cities. And, and they always told you in Chicago, you got to go someplace else to get started in Chicago radio. That's not true anymore. Yeah. Um, but but back then, you know, they tell you, you, you got to start in the smaller markets and work your way up. And I picked a small market in Florida. Wow. I sent one t- one tape. And and actually, the anniversary is coming up because it was on the King holiday. Mm. Uh, and 
were just as the anniversary has just passed, and so it was the King holiday. And I, <laughs> I was standing in my mother's house, looking out the window. The snow was pouring down. I mean, not just falling; it was pouring down. Yeah. And I call from this guy who was a news director in Fort Myers, Florida, at a radio station. And he said he got my tape and he wanted to to talk to me. And I said, oh, okay. So we talked for a few minutes, and at one point I said what's the temperature today? And he said, it's a little cool. We may get to 70. And it's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> so yeah. he said, we're, we're going to send for you to come and, and interview and with us in person before Skype, all of that stuff. And, and so I, I said, okay, so we made a, a, an appointment to, uh, for me to come down uh, in February. I, came, I went down and I, all of my friends who were in radio, this is not the way it happens. Trust me. And if you're still trying to get into the business, this really isn't it. Yeah. Um, so they interviewed me. They said, okay, so when can you start? And I'm like, what? Right. And I was supposed to go visit some friends who lived in Tampa. Now, Fort Myers, Florida, people may know it now. It's Fort Myers, Cape Coral. And it's to the south of Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, actually, is the, the next closest town to the north. Uh, and it's on the, the Gulf of Mexico. So I was supposed to go visit some family friends. And I called my mom and I said, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm not going to be able to go visit Joyce and her because uh, I got to come home. She said, oh, it didn't go well. And I said, no, I need to figure out on my way home how to tell you <laughs> that I am going to not go to graduate school and I'm going to take a job making little or no money. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> And so I, uh, I came home and uh, told my mom, I, I, I don't know why, but I really thought I wanted to do this. And my mother had been through um, a bout with cancer and, and, and she was all about, you know, seizing the day. Yeah. And she you know, said, and she would always ask, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't go well. And you, you know, you come back home and, and then you'll do like I told you to do, go to graduate school. Yeah. And so that's what I did. We packed up my car. Uh, I moved to Fort Myers, Florida. I made, and here's how little money I made. One check went to paying my rent and the other check went to all my other bills. My okay. God, so that's how, okay. So uh, I, and it was horrible church, uh, 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 church boy. It was, it was horrible. Yeah, they hated yeah. everything about me except for the fact that I fulfilled a quota. I was a black woman. If I had had some sort of physical impediment, that would have been even better. Mm. Um, but they absolutely hated me. And, but I stuck it out and, um, that's where I got started. And, and, and it was great experience because I could call the mayor's office and get a, a, an interview right. with the mayor, uh, and, and, and follow, you know, city council meetings and do all of that kind of stuff. And so that really enhanced and, and helped me in my skill set. But it was awful. I mean, they really did not like me. And they didn't <laughs> like the way I they, Wow. They did. I mean, it was everything. Um, but it was great because it, it showed me what I needed to do and if I wanted to start in this business. And so I had a number of jobs um, in, in that area. And finally, I went to Ocala, which is outside of Orlando. Yeah. And I was there for about three weeks, got an offer for a job in Charlotte. And that's when I was doing two jobs. I was doing overnights and I was news for the morning show. That's good. Listen, um, stop, stop right there for a second because I, I think I know where you're about to go uh, with this because I've, I've heard you... Um, tell your story about, well, from, from I, I've heard the story from, uh, Charlotte to where you got to work with, uh, Mr. Joyner. 
So this is a fun portion of the story right here, man. So talk about that. You getting a job in Charlotte and then from Charlotte, I, things kind of take off, right? Well, they did. Um, I, I did overnight and I did morning. So I really had no life in terms of, yeah. you know, because I was sleeping during the day and, and going to work at night and a hurricane came through. Now, I'd been in, in uh, southwest Florida for years and for a couple of years and the hurricanes always started around us. I go to Charlotte. And the hurricane comes through. And I'm like, this is a sign. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> There's Sybil. Let's get her. <laughs> right, right. And so uh, that morning I was getting ready to go to work. And my mom said, can't you stay home? And I said, no, mom, I have to go to work and tell people not to get out in this. Right. And so she's like, oh, I don't know. And so I said, OK, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to quit and I'm going to come home and and maybe you know cuz it was it was it was just kind of a lonely existence for mm. me. So, uh I quit. I uh got came home and I sent my tape out to a couple of people uh before I left Charlotte. And uh Sunday afternoon after I got home, I'm sitting at my mom's and watching the Chicago Bears lose <laughs> and Poor thing. Uh, <laughs> And I got a call from a wonderful woman named Jackie Hasselrig, and she was the program director for WGCI AM. Mm. It was the talk stage. And I, I came in and I filled in for people during the holidays. And uh, ultimately, I got an overnight show. I had 13 listeners. It was my mom and 12 of her friends uh, <laughs> from midnight to, to 5 a.m. And yeah. then we got fired. Uh, Marv Dyson brought us all in one morning and fired us all. Wow. And uh like, well, I can go back and I can kind of get a, a regular sleeping pattern if that's possible. Yeah. And later, Marv called me and said, um, how you doing? I said, well, considering the fact that you fired me, I'm, right. I'm OK. Right. Right. And he said, well, I got something for you. And so he hired me to do traffic with Tom Joyner. Mm. And that's when we started in the fall. And I worked with Tom. And, and here's the other thing. I met Tom the first day. When they brought me in to meet him in the afternoon, uh, that's when he was flying back and forth between yep. Chicago, yeah. Dallas, Dallas in the morning, flying to Chicago, doing the afternoon gig. And so I met Tom that first day, and then I went to work in the John Hancock building, and we just developed a, a great rapport yeah. over the As a matter of fact, one Christmas, he came to bring me a Christmas gift, and he used to throw it to me to toss the the, the uh, traffic report, yeah. and he said, high above the, the Sears Tower. I was in the Hancock. <laughs> so he's downstairs at the Sears Tower, and, you know, it's like, uh, where are you? And I said, uh, at the top of the Hancock, and, and so he's like, oh. So um, that's how we developed our, our relationship, was just on the air. And wow. Did sadly, you know him before, before you met him? I, I heard of him? I just... Well, okay, so here's here's the part that, that I now hate and that he hated then. Okay. I grew up listening to Tom Joyner. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I understand that, and yeah. I get it. I got it. I got a booster the other day and, and, and a, a young man in, in our in the army said, Oh, my mom and I used to listen to you every day. <laughs> so I like, listen, I get that oh, now myself and I don't like it. I hate it. I'm like, be quiet. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Too young for that. Exactly. And so I that's how, you know, I, I grew up listening to him when he was on WJPC mm. and and 
and those stations, and it was a sundowner. And so that means boys and girls, yep. that there were stations that came on when the sun came up and they went off when the sun went down. Right. And um, and that and that was one of the stations Tom was on. But by you know, by the time I met him, he was at the at the height of his game, yeah. or what we thought was the height of his game. Right. And um in January of ninety-three my mother passed and Tom was the first person. He was on his way out of town, uh, back home to Dallas. And so he said, where are you? And I said, I'm at home. And he came by and he said, and he, you know, gave me that Tom Joyner hug and said, you know, I'm here for you. And I said, I know. And, you know, cause he had lost his mother and, mm. and things like that. And so we bonded over that. And a month later he said, I got an idea. <laughs> and that's when started the idea and telling me about the job that he got, the offer that he had to do syndicated radio. And there was nobody and, doing syndicated radio the way you all did syndicated no, radio for African-Americans at all. For African-Americans. That's exactly right. Yeah. We had nobody else that was doing it in, in urban music. And, you know, we had Howard Stern mm-hmm. and, and you had all of these other people, but uh, definitely nothing for black folks. And so, we were really flying by the seat of Tom's pants. Right. It was his vision and David Canner's. And, um, you know, they brought us in. Uh, uh, me and Kevin Woodson uh, were a part of his morning team. And um, we started almost a year to the day that my mom died. We started the Tom Jordan Morning Show. And I was just looking at the uh, the anniversary. It was uh, January 3rd, 1994. Wow. wow. Man, we're chatting uh, today with uh, Sybil Wilkes on the uh, Just a Church Boy uh, podcast. I'm Jamal Bakes, and uh, so honored to have you here, Sybil. Talk about working. But well, first of all, I have so many questions, so I'm going to try to, try to uh, get through most of these questions real quick. Um, talk I know, because about- I don't give you a chance to ask your questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, Sybil, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait. <laughs> right. I love it. It's all good, though. It's, it's all good. Talk about, because again, like I told you off the air, I'm doing morning radio. I'm doing syndication radio. I'm trying to be, you know, syndicated like Tom was. Um, and already mm-hmm. we're in three markets. Um, me and my two co-hosts were in three different locations as well. Um, talk about that experience, uh, you know, starting the show and doing something, again, that had never, ever been, been done in urban radio. Well, you know the importance of local radio. Absolutely. and Especially... In the black community, um, that was, and Tom came from Tuskegee, Alabama. So you understood when he grew up during the civil rights era, um, how important it was for black folks to be tuned in to what was going on yeah. in their city, in their town. And so to come in and say, okay, we want to be on your station and we want to be on that station across the country. And we want to be on the station that is, uh, in another state mm-hmm. and, and, and and still make it local for you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it, and you know how difficult it yes. is uh, for program directors and general managers to to grasp the concept of localizing a national show. Yeah, and so we we met a lot of resistance, but because of Tom who he was and what he represented in this business, a a number of, a handful, I should say a handful. Tom never even really told us how many stations we were starting out (laughs) with. Um, But it was a handful of stations said, okay, we're going to go with you. And um, we started doing it and we would do national stories, but we would do it uh, as it applied to, to the African-American community. Um, and, And a lot of our humor came out of, you know, local stuff. And so, it was up to the local stations to make us as local as possible. So that's when we would do what were called recorded drops. And, yep. and so we would 
hey, how's the traffic on 75? Or, mm-hmm. ooh, there looks like there's an accident on Main Street. What's going on? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to need a raincoat today because you guys are getting a lot of, you know, yep. all of those things local as possible. And so that was that was the challenge. And um, it, it eventually people came to think that we were only in their town. Right. Right. And I love it. I, I, I love syndication radio, but I also love making it sound local, you know, to, to make <laughs> it sound like we're there with you in your town. Um, yep. And, and, and there, there are only a few people who can make that work. And Tom was the inventor of of making it work. And there are so many people who have come behind him. Um, you know, and they're trying to make it work now. Uh, talk about this, Sybil. Uh, d- at the time, did you all think what you were trying to do would work? You know what? I had no idea mm. that it was going to work to the extent that it did. And, you know, in radio, you get hired to be fired. Right. And so <laughs> um, I, I had been fired once, uh, but that led to my my working with Tom. And so you know, what's the worst that could happen, as my mother used to say. Yeah. That's why God made others. It doesn't go the way you want. So you erase that out and you move on to the next. And so I hadn't thought about in terms of, of it not working, yeah. but I just trusted Tom and, 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 and of course, uh, just knowing that God had me. And, and just knowing that yeah. uh, was was the uh, what guided us, I think, uh, to to um, the success that we had, over, you know, and lasted over 20 years. I love it. Um, talk about working with Tom. What was it like every day getting the <laughs> chance working with a fly jock? You know, what was that like um, for you? It's not easy working for a legend. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but you do learn a tremendous work ethic. Mm. And and that was really important. And I would tell people this every day. Tom came in. He came in to play. And every day, four or five hours later, because we started out, we were a five-hour show. Mm. And then it was, was uh, taken uh, an hour away and, and it reduced to four hours. And Tom came every day suited and ready to play. Wow. And every day, as you heard that jingle, in the morning, uh, four hours later, he left everything he had on that field wow. of, of radio. And um, that is the way to do it. Uh, that is the way to learn. And that is the way to, uh, I think a lot of people should model that. Uh, and if we could model it, um, that would be an awesome thing because Tom is, he comes in prepared and he leaves having given you everything he has for that day. And that's exactly what, what I try to do with my morning show, uh, the Jamal Banks morning mm-hmm. show, uh, again, in our, in, our, in our three markets for now. Um, I model what you all did. I really do. On our show, we have a little-known black history fact. Our show is mm-hmm. targeted toward African-Americans. So just about every story that we bring up when it comes to voting or, you know, the police shooting our black, every story is targeted towards our, our audience, the African-American audience. So I learned that from you all. I learned that from Tom Joyner. I learned to encourage the listeners, hey, it's voting day, election day. Get out there and vote. Any problems going right. on, let us know. We'll try to help you out. You know, I learned that. Like you said, the motto, he set the motto, he set the tone um, for shows that are coming, but that came and are coming behind him like mine. And I appreciate you all for that. I really do. Well, you know, it's great to know that that uh, there are astute people like yourself who are doing it and carrying on that model and that work ethic because uh, a lot of people and, and and here's the thing, 
when you do it well, the way you're doing it yeah. and, 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 and building on yeah. that, it, people think that everybody can do it because you make it sound so easy right. and it's um, but that means you're really doing your job because people think, oh, I can come on and I can do that. And then, and then you open the mic for them and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. So that's really cool. And, and, and I hope that you will be able to talk to Tom and tell him that because. Uh, yeah, we'll that set it up. Something. Come on. So we'll okay. Set it okay. up for me uh, for real. I would love that. I, I would love that. That would. For you, my friend, I will do that. Come Absolutely. on, Sybil. I would appreciate that a whole lot for real. What was the typical day like for you all? You know, getting up, I know, maybe three or four o'clock in the morning, especially someone like yourself, you know, gathering the news. Um, but what, yeah. what was a typical day like for you? That's the that's where the the hard part starts for some people um, getting up at three, which, you know, can can curtail your your nightlife if you right. have one. Right. Um, but uh, it did start at about two or three in the morning and uh, news gathering, getting stories that that might be applicable that we could use for the day. And um, and that was before I even got to the studio. So I would do a lot of show prep before I got to the studio. And then, you know, the show would start at 5 a.m. local time, yeah. um, central time. And so uh, and, and, and once you get started, it's really like a, a runaway train. It's hard <laughs> sometimes the brakes on it right. because you had people like J. Anthony Brown, right. Mr. Pre. Ira J. And, and all the other comedians that would stop off, you know, in, yeah. in order to promote shows and things and it really was like whoa hold on um <laughs> um and and but tom was a a, a great ringmaster in that way um it was like a a, a multi-ring circus and so he would kind of you know corral all of this and and then you know i i kind of learned from him uh how to, to pull pull back because even tom would get caught up in, in things right. like oh, we're, we're getting away from this fellas come on let's <laughs> Okay. Um, right. but it is, um, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was a crazy morning and, and, and having watched Tom and doing that, uh, you're kind of spent by the time the show is over yes. and then you got to do, uh, you know, production for the next day. Like I was telling you in terms of, of this, I, you know, still do production. And so, um, it is difficult to sometimes to, to, to kind of cut away. You can't just tell somebody, Oh, you're off the air at 10 o'clock. You can come and do mm -hmm. this. And they're like, no, cause there's, there's still work to be done. But, right. um, it was, it was it was a long day. And, and and also people would expect you to talk a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're like, I am all talked out. <laughs> right. Say something like you said on the radio. No, I'm not. <laughs> I love you it. You know. Right. Exactly. Right. Listen, we got about ten more minutes with Sybil. I, I want to talk more about the, the show, then also get into what, what you're doing now, because you're you're still in a fight with us and we appreciate that. Talk about uh in, in your cause again, I I'm a super fan of the show. I remember mm -hmm. the, I, I remember when you all had Whitney on. Well, Whitney, uh, oh. I, I remember that that interview. I remember the interviews you all would have with uh, with Corey Holcomb, um, and, mm -hmm. and it was crazy. <laughs> I, re I remember. Listen, Sybil, when I tell you, I was, I'm a fan. Like I remember all those interviews, man. I remember when President Barack Obama was on. I remember when Lavelle Crawford before he was in a funny chair that you all called. I remember Sher Underwood and I remember all yeah. of that. But what was your most memorable guest? I know you had so many, if you can name one. What 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 would wow. be your most memorable guest on the TJBMS? I can't say the most memorable. Yeah. I can tell you though, uh he wasn't on the show and this was off air. Um but the opportunity to go to the White House a number of times mm. and I'm not taking 
away from meeting um, President and Mrs. Obama because right. that was that was crazy. Right. Um, but going to the White House during the Clinton administration, mm. which sounds so ancient now, <laughs> yeah. and meeting and meeting then um, the, 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 the new president of South Africa, wow. the first black man to uh, be the president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela. And so that was, <laughs> and I was just, I've been looking for a picture of when we went to South Africa, we broadcast from there twice. Wow. And um, meeting Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And I've yeah. been looking for this picture, I can't find it. So wow. there are things like that. It's, it's not just South Africa related, but just the, the, the kind of history that these men and women had and being able to just, just clasp their hand yeah. and, and, you know, and be in their presence, uh, even not even touching them, but to be in their presence was just, uh, an incredible gift. And then of course, you know, being at, at in, in Washington, D.C., when the first black man mm -hmm. is uh, inaugurated into the White House. And so um, there are just so many. I mean, and, 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 and here's the other thing, Jamal, is that the very first day that we did the show. Right. Uh, our producer, Yolanda Starks White. Yeah. Um, convinced Luther Vandross to drive from San Antonio wow. where he was performing that Sunday night to be on the show on that Monday morning in the studio. Wow. Luther was our very first guest. Wow. In studio, not phone, but in studio. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I, in you, studio I, I follow you all, Luther. Sybil. I follow y'all. You know, I, studied, I studied you all. You know, I studied you, you all. You are a student. <laughs> I really am. Man, talk about um, really quick. Um, would you be interested, and maybe you've already, I'm sure you've gotten the offer before, would you be interested in hosting your own morning show? Are you done with getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? Are you done with that? I don't know that I'm done. Okay. I, I miss I miss doing radio. Yeah. I, I miss radio for what, you know, because I, I worked on the best, yes. you know? So um, I miss radio. I, I love the challenges that it presents. I don't know if I want to do mornings anymore because I will tell you that I do um, news inform and information mm -hmm. with number of the syndicated shows. Yep. Uh, and I get up on Tuesdays and I with Erica Campbell, get yeah. up mornings with Eric and Griff. And that's, uh, you know, that's and they're up long before I am uh, to, to start their show. So that's the challenge. But of course, morning radio is is the prime spot. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with middays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or doing a podcast, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and but this does allow me to keep my foot in and in, in my voice in the game. Um, whether it's, you know, doing news updates with Reverend Al yeah. or Eric and Griff doing them live or Willie Moore Jr. or you know, um coming on with you and, and talking with you on your podcast. Simple, don't play. It, it, Listen. <laughs> there's a seat. With your name on it on the Jamal Bakes Morning Show. I can't pay uh, you. you but the seat's me. there. Uh, yeah, just call me and I'm there. Um, but I, I do miss radio. I yeah. miss the I miss the beauty of it and the intimacy of it. Yeah. Talk about life now after uh, after the uh, TJBMS. You're doing a lot, but talk about life after that when the show ended um, on that Friday uh, when you guys were counting down that week. I still remember that as well. You all had, you know, Jay came back and hung out. That was a beautiful moment. Um, and George Wilborn, everyone called in, but talk about life yeah. after, after the TJBMS. Um, it was, it was culture shock for me. It was mm. a, a shock 
of the system. Um, but luckily, uh, we had started working on my next before the show ended. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, Friday morning, uh, we we celebrated. Uh, we we kind of went out and, and with uh, with Tom. And um, Monday, I was, or actually Sunday, I was back at work on the newsletter that we started. And so um, that it wasn't like you know, what do I do now? I had yeah. something to do, but it was just in a different form. And um, but it was, it's it's different. It's still different. Yeah. You know, it's just looking at the calendar. We're now you know two years past, yeah. and it's still. Kind of, uh, it's different, but because it, it is also the same because a lot of the things that w- I learned from Tom, I'm able to bring to the newness of, you know, our, our YouTube and Facebook live show yeah. to the newsletter, the what you need to know newsletter and, and all the other things that we're doing and, and the new projects that we're starting. So it, it wasn't uh, cold Turkey. Uh, but it was just a, a different direction to move in. And then when you've been doing this for over 20 years, right. uh, it's kind of different uh, and, and difficult to make that that sharp right turn. But ours is more of a, a wide yeah. <laughs> sharp. Yeah. Opposed yeah. To sharps. Talk yeah. about the newsletter. Uh, I've heard it. I've uh, I'm a part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I hear it on, like you said, on Erica uh, as well and on Willie Moore as well. Um, talk about the uh, what you need to know newsletter. What we did with the newsletter is to take what 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 we learned from Tom is to super serve the African-American mm-hmm. community. And so all of our stories we have, it's called What You Need to Know. And we have five stories uh, of what you need to know that's going on, whether it's politics, which is, you know, my wheelhouse. Right. Um, we have uh, terrific young people working on social justice, uh, LBGTQ. Uh, areas as as well as uh, coronavirus, which we've been doing since the very beginning. We started doing the coronavirus updates every day in the newsletter, uh, and it's starting in January uh, of when this all started, yeah. uh, which which is when the president should have been telling us what was going on. Um, but but we you know kind of saw what was going to happen yeah. uh, or predicted that it was going to be a bigger deal than they were letting on. And so we do those five stories. We also have, like you, the little No Black History Fact. Yeah. We have an HBCU corner. Uh, and we're also very connected to the health and wellness area. Um, my best friend and I, Yolanda, uh, we have a um, we have a yoga studio. So nice. that's a great interest to us in, in health and wellness. And we have a Black and Fit that we're affiliated with. And so those are all the things that we do. And we do it for free. Um, we do it for wow. the love of the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, the subscription is absolutely free and yeah. so all we have is that you sign up and and we can uh keep this going and and if you go to sybilwilkes.com it'll be in your email box every monday through friday morning and uh like i said did i mention that it was free all <laughs> so, <laughs> right um so but also as, as as a part of that we also take that later on that day we take the newsletter and we continue the conversation uh with members of of the old tom joiner show mm. so in, included with the young people that we now have on our show, um, which is Coy Malone, who's our social justice yeah. person, uh, Cameron, who is another uh, young political writer, as well as um, Quinn Townsend Riley, who is involved in LGBTQ areas. Um, we have uh, Huggy Lowdown and Chris Paul yeah. on with us on Mondays and Damon Williams is on with us Tuesdays and, and Myra J is on with our friend Stephen Hill on Wednesdays and, and George Wallace before he got too busy again business was on with us on Thursdays. But now that allows us to move into our next area tomorrow, which is check in and check up for your health. Yeah. And 
that is uh, take a loved one to the doctor 2.0. And so we're going to be doing that on Thursdays. Listen, I love it. Uh, We love you. Uh, before we end the podcast, uh, for someone who may be listening right now, who may be thinking about getting to broadcasting, maybe it's TV, maybe it's radio, what would be your your advice to that young person um, who may be listening right now saying, one day I want to grow up and be like Sybil and do what she did? What, what would be your advice to that person listening right now? I would encourage anyone to jump in with both feet, if you can, if you can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had a safety net in the person of my mom. Uh, you know, if things did not work out, yeah. you know, I had to go home. But if you love it, and and this is what people tell you all the time at graduation ceremonies, find something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. But you got to love it. And you, and 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 if you got a, a, a thin skin, this might not be the right. area. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but you got to you got to have a thick skin. You got to have persistence and uh, a love for the game. I love it. If no one else has told you, uh, I want to tell you that we love you. We thank you. Thank you. We we honor you. Um, you are a legend in radio, a legend in our community. And we appreciate everything you've done um, you for us made- for 25 yeah. years. I really do appreciate thank- that. And you know what? My my, I am as far away as a microphone. So anytime we can talk, or you know, you want to talk about some issues, or just uh, hang out a little bit and have some fun, I am as as far away as a microphone. Sybil Wilkes on Just a Church Board podcast. Sybil, thank you. Thank you, Dolly. You are a delight, and I'm so proud of you. And you keep up the great work. <laughs>